When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The Expertise Panel. Brought to you by Dilma. <sighs> Do try it. 10.22 with Stephen McIver, 0800 The Temper Bedpost text line is a Dilma celebrating 30 years of tea in New Zealand. I'm sure Hamish Bidwell, journalist, uh, loves a good cup of tea, don't you, Hamish? Yeah, every night after I've done the dishes and... Uh in the kitchen, I always sit down for a nice cup of tea. I don't know. I don't know if uh, content creator and general all-round good guy and warrior fanatic Sam Ackerman likes a cup of tea. You a tea guy, Sam? Uh, not listen. If, I, if I'm thirsty, I'm saying cold, and if I'm cold, I'll eat something hot. I don't really drink a lot of hot drinks. I got to say, it's, I, I used to work as. Um, uh, as a barista, so I um, the being around hot drinks reminds me of minimum wage. So um, yeah, not 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 passionately. Actually, speaking of minimum wage, well, my text, my question of the day is: Should we be, uh, you know, advertising player salaries in the professional world? What do you think, Sam? Uh, I, I'm I'm torn on it. I understand the um, the the rationale for it, but they they're not public uh, entities. They're not paid for by our taxpayer dollars. I think that um, funding for uh, for sporting organisations is is declared that comes through the government. I'm I'm all all for that. But why should somebody have their um, salary put forward, but not say you or I, um, Stephen? Oh no, we no we we, we we fall into the same category. I'm using the American example, right? So uh, you know, entertainers and and sports people. Hamish, do you ever have a, a read on this one? I, I find the numbers that get bandied about ridiculous because people don't actually know. But what I would say is if you make a good whack, then you deserve to make a good effort. And uh, in that sense, we know that several All Blacks are sort of in the 800 to 1.2 bracket and they probably need to pull their fingers out, you know, play a few games, maybe have less sabbaticals, that kind of malarkey. So <laughs> with money comes responsibility. And while I don't, the speculation on who earns what, I think when you're on a decent wage, we know you're on a decent wage. Give us a decent effort. Okay, fair enough. But I, yeah, but I, I see. I will, I'll counter that by saying, if you can get the contract, fine. And, but agree with you saying, yeah, but now deliver on that contract. Let's talk about the Warriors naming uh, Sam. I'll start with you, you first. Not, I'm not a Cody Nikarima fan, but he's back in the halves. Well, it doesn't sound like it's a, a choice as much as a necessity, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, and my, my big fear at the start of the year is we're talking about this this depth within the Warriors where they are all within a blanket. You can throw a blanket over them as far as skill and ability-wise outside of Sean Johnson about who deserves to be the partner. My big fear was that there would be no consistency. We see a lot of shopping and changing, and it has been the complete set almost within uh, the first three rounds and that is due to injuries to be fair to Nathan Brown so I can't throw too much shade in that regard but uh, the Warriors will not go well with halves that are unsettled and um, constantly moved and uh, there's nothing to suggest that the halves are setting the world on fire but 
I, I found the dropping of Cody to be unusual in the first place. Uh, it's I not like uh, Nathan. Br- but but in the con- why give him why give him the jersey? Why there's other options they could have uh, they could have taken to keep uh, Harris Reader inside the uh, that mm. top uh, six jersey to start with for round one. Or come forward and saying right now um, we're looking at Chanel at fullback, but he will be our six for round two. And there'd be a real straightforward, open conversation with it, and I, I just don't think that was that okay. was very clear, in my opinion. Hamish, what about you? What are you? What are your thoughts on that one? Well, in terms of like the team, I'm reminded of something that Richard said many years ago in a cricket context. Um, he was playing England. He was captain West Indies, and the young England captain was a guy called Chris Cowdery. He didn't play very often. Yep. In fact, it was about a second test. The name Stoughton was captain. He started reading out to the team to Richards at the toss, and he got two names in the group. Richard just waved his arm and said, mate, pick who you like, it ain't going to make no difference. And like, that's <laughs> how I feel about the Warriors. I don't think they're um, that good. I don't think it makes any difference. And one of the reasons is Nathan Brown himself. Um, I don't think he's a very good coach. I think that he spat the, to spit the dummy after round two and say, it's not first-rate standard, we're making schoolboy errors, this isn't good enough, guys have to pick up their game. I think that's pretty early to, to sort of push that button. Um to go back a wee way, like I wasn't a massive Stephen Kearney enthusiast, but I thought that under him there were finally some standards. Fitness levels were high for the first time in living memory. They there were expectations. They severed the, the, the cord with Sean Johnson, which I thought was a positive. And then, sure, bin Kearney if you want, but get a coach of consequence to bring yeah. in Nathan Brown, who's actually probably a worse coach. The club's going backwards as best evidence by, by Johnson coming back. Like, I just think you've actually got to grow up and be a big boy club. And until you are, people aren't going to come and play for you. Juniors are going to go to proper clubs in Sydney. Guys who come from Sydney are going to be guys who are on their last chance. So it's a club of last resort. So the personnel's not that good. The coaches aren't that great. And for him to be saying, as he did last week after the, the Titans game, that this isn't good enough. Well, far it's pretty early to go that card. Yeah, and I was also uh, sort of quite astounded. He said, I'm, you know, I'm overdeveloping players. Uh, hello. Let's move on to something you love. Well, I hope you love it, uh, Hamish. But uh, <laughs> Super Rugby, what are you liking and not liking about the product at the moment? I don't like anything about it. Uh, wow. Nothing. Not a thing. Why? Yeah, it's just a... <sighs> oh, wow. Big sigh. Well, big sigh as well. It's a shambles of a competition, for a start, you know what I mean? And that's partly out of New Zealand rugby's control with COVID and all that kind of carry-on, but I just, I don't think the Australian teams, the Pacific teams, are offer anything. Um, I said right from day one that once COVID hit, I thought New Zealand should have had an all-senior, all-dancing national provincial competition of two rounds, home and away, with all the All Blacks playing. Like, we've got a competition where All Blacks play under sufferance, and the rest of the teams are made up with boys with no runs on the board. You know, all the middle tier of players now make a living in Japan and Europe. They play test rugby for other nations if they can qualify. Like, we've lost a huge amount of depth. And so the product isn't actually very good. I, I hate the coverage of it. It's talked up all the time. It's just, it's actually, the product's not that good. It's not, people get a bit yesteryery about sport, but I, I stand to be correct. But Super Rugby was a way better product before than it is now, and I, I can't get enthused about it. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I love your call about a, 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 a I like the call about a professional uh, provincial competition. I've always said Super Rugby would be better if you, shall we say, professionalise the, the the provinces and get back to the tribalism. Because I don't know how many people connect can get... with New Zealanders. Like get out of they... their community. Like, oh, but they but they say but they say we're out of touch. They the union will say you and I are out of touch. Right, and that's not where the money is. We don't we don't have a team for all intents and purposes. Do you know what I mean? Like we 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 nowhere. 
Okay, hold that thought. Uh, Sam, I'll give you 60 seconds on this one. What do you like and what don't you like about Super Rugby? Uh, I uh, I like <laughs> that there is some talented players in it, uh, and I don't like that I don't see them playing talented rugby. Uh, I, I haven't. Uh, I don't, if you've been really, if you've been engaged in Super Rugby this year, then you are an absolute diehard. Yep. Yep. Died in the wool. Nothing. Nothing will uh, change your mind on it. If you are a sports fan that comes at it from a I want sports entertainment view, you will not be getting what you want out of the competition for a myriad of reasons. And uh, Hamish makes his opinion very clear. And his, uh, his comms, I've, I have a great deal of respect for his writing. I often want to just, you know, get on a plane, go down, and give him a hug after reading some of them. I feel like I, he really, he really wears it, uh, really wears it, really wears it hard. Did you, did you say you wanted a hug, Hamish? <laughs> did you want a hug, Hamish? Well, my wife won't hug me, so someone must. Ah, be. good. You two, hang on. It's half past ten. More on the other side with our expertise. The expertise panel brought to you by Dilma. <sighs> Do try it. 10.32, this is the panel with the expertise. Dilmar celebrating 30 years of tea in New Zealand. Uh, and two boys from the bays, but different bays. Hamish Bidwell, Hawke's Bay. Sam Ackerman, Bay of Plenty. Which is the better bay? Well, it's, it's, not, it's a very silly question to ask. Very, very <laughs> silly question to ask, Stephen. I mean, we, we, there is Hawke's Bay and then there's the bay. So, yeah, it's, 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 Hawke's Bay's lovely, but it's, you know... Come on. Oh, wow. Plenty. He, We've got plenty. He's throwing plenty. you under the bus. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, he's throwing you under the bus a little bit there, Amish. Got a, got a retort to that? I was born in Sam's Bay, and my extended family still lives there, and I holiday there frequently, and I have a very soft spot in my heart, but I choose to live in Hawke's Bay, and I'd choose that because I could live anywhere, but I wouldn't live anywhere else. Yeah, and why would you live Why would you live in the mountain places like that where the traffic is just as bad as Auckland? Sam Ackerman, what were you thinking? Anyway, oh, that's right, your wife said you were going. Uh, let's, let's that's move. right. <laughs> <laughs> Super rugby O-Picky. Uh, uh, there's two parts to this question. Uh is it enough to help the Black Ferns find form uh, come October with the World Cup this year? And do you find it entertaining? Hamish, I'll go to you first. I think uh, Chiefs coach Alan Bunting said it best when he said, right, we've had the warm-up, it's just a real shame we can't have the proper competition now. Well, okay. I, I find the competition itself an insult to the female players. It's so token, so once over lightly. Games cancelled when in the men's competition we have them postponed. Three games, and the Hurricanes played, what, two? I mean, it's just an absolute waste of everyone's time. If that's not developing anyone, it's not developing anything. I understand that look, we don't have a huge player pool, but at least give them home and away matches. It's really hard to judge the competition. They've been in bubbles in Taupo, going to uh, Hamilton to play like it's... It hasn't been a great advertisement because of the circumstances, but the bottom line is I didn't feel that NZR and their broadcast partner did enough to make it a, con- a competition of consequence, and I feel... Uh, disappointed for the women, and I don't think that they're tracking that well for the World Cup. And it's hard for them to say anything because, you know, they're having a review into the coach. Hey, but they've sort of muddied that whole pool by contracting players full time for the first time, and so they sort of now they've got a financial commitment to NZR and they can't speak out. But they, I think they're being treated really shabbily. I think there's problems within the, the national camp, and I think yeah, the competition was was token at best. So I, I think there's a lot of room for people to grow there because I think they're doing the women a disservice. Do you think, though, the fact that they've had what you have, have claimed as a, a token competition, will it benefit the national team? No. How could it? It's, it's, as Alan Bunting said, like it's, it's, they've had the equivalent of a, a couple of pre-season hit-outs, and now they're off, and that's it. Like that, how's that achieving anything? No, no, no fair, fair call. Sam? 
Uh, I think that it achieves more than that personally. I think what it does is it uh, puts uh, these these women in the uh, ability to have rugby as a focus of some variety at this stage of the year, which in the um, semi-professional world isn't always a given. Um, so I think that there is a benefit to it, but it's not the benefit. This is not going to... If if for some reason uh, the Black Ferns pull themselves together, get their act together and uh, a force at the Women's Rugby World Cup, it won't be because of Super Rugby Olympic. It's not. This is not the uh, the catalyst for a moment, but uh, there will hopefully be something, a, a, a chance at working on combinations at training, uh, an ability to lift fitness to a higher point than it would have been for them necessarily at the stage, but that's all, all ifs and buts. It was uh, it was really frustrating, and, and Hamish hit it on the head. It's the the woman I feel sorry for. They had been champing at the bit. They'd mm-hmm. earned these opportunities uh, and have it taken away. Um, but look, the difference between postponement and cancellations as well, though, is that uh, when, with the men, they are all sitting there full contracted. Um, that's their livelihood entirely. Uh, by postponing matches, it doesn't really change what they had to achieve a lot, whereas if you drag uh, Super Rugby Albuquerque out further, there has wider implications on the, in the semi-professional uh, range of things. But it was, it was really frustrating, uh, and you know, congrats to the Chiefs, but it is like, I don't think anyone's going to remember this in the annals of history as a, as a rip-roaring success. But did either, either of you find it entertaining for what you saw? Yes. Hamish? Yeah, I so, so, so you found it entertaining, Hamish? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lack of... There's more enterprise, there's less cynicism I find in the, in the female game. They actually try to promote the footy yeah. and, 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 and play decent rugby. Like it, You see the same in a, in a variety of women's codes for that matter. I find football a bit the same. Um, you know what it yeah, is, no, eh? You do, do you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I've figured it out. Women are more open, so they don't care. They just get out and play. Blokes are more worried about selection and things like that and so not upsetting the coach. Uh, yeah, that's a highly I, decent series. <laughs> You're going to disagree with me, I think they care. They care about their position, though, Stephen. They don't. Not, they go out there. I think the approach to it is the way. That, the way they collectively do it. I think there's probably a uh, easier sense of that collective than there might be in the uh, in the men as far as the competition, the spots, the bred into you from a whatever age that this is this is it and it's all you got for them this is an opportunity they may never have had you know dreamed realistically of having so why would you do anything but um give it your, your whole heart and your your whole passion it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to watch and i felt fine the same with um nrlw yeah actually yeah good call that and that is a good comp uh one final subject to quickly touch on svw with barry hall tonight or ufc this weekend with kai car of france sitting at number six in the flyweight division up against Askar Askarov, who is number two who are you going to be watching hamish hall uh, svw or Askar Askarov against kai car of france neither i wouldn't even be paying the scantest bit of attention to either i don't go into combat sports of any sort um, I certainly don't go in for like has been footballers having a bit of a muck around. Um, you can talk to me all you like about these guys are legitimate fighters now and all the rest of it, but I don't buy it and I don't watch it. Ouch. Okay, uh, Sammy. Uh, we've had this conversation uh, many times before Um, I have a huge amount of respect for uh, SBW's um, athletic ability, I do not give a toss about his boxing career, he can do what he likes with it, good good on him I'll um, probably stumble across the highlights on social media tomorrow but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it and Barry Hall is a big uh, well known Australian sideshow and he's he's a big slab of meat so I'm sure it'll be uh, interesting to watch but I, I 
if given the choice, absolutely, it's um, it's Guy Carter France because he's potentially fighting for his consequence to what he's doing. Oh, what he is trying to achieve will will lead to something quite directly. Should should he win, he's potentially quite likely in line for a uh, for a title shot. That's so, a, a massive deal for for a young man who's been battling away for a long time. So there you go, Hamish. Because well, that, well, that's what I wanted to hear. Because then I can do my segue to reminding people that you can buy it on Sky Arena tonight <laughs> and also or Sky Sport now uh, for both fights. All right, hey. Gentlemen, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Hamish, go have a coffee, please. I just feel like you need well, a coffee. Please. And Sam, hop on a plane. I actually find think... that hug, mate. Hamish, yeah. find that hug. Yeah, Someone's exactly, got it for you down there, I swear. Exactly right. Gents, thanks for that. Uh, good to talk to you both. Sam Ackerman okay. and Hamish Biddle here on the Expertise Panel of Dilmar celebrating 30 years of tea in New Zealand. I actually think Hamish does need a hug. He was, he was fired up today. He needs a hug. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.